Love me tender. Love me sweet. I did last night. I rocked it last night. Because what happened was they put this thing in my hand and said I was going to be recording. I'm like, I started singing the killer song. I couldn't help it. But I didn't hit the record button. So I won't do that again. Anyway, I thought I would talk about, um, so we had a gunshot patient uh, a day or two ago, uh, a torso gunshot, so an activation. And I want to talk about what's called permissive hypotension, which, um, how many people have heard of that, permissive hypotension? It's not fully out there, and it's not, and I don't think we do that as often as we should in our ER. So um, the question is, should a patient who has major trauma be given crystalloids normal saline or lactated ringers to raise the blood pressure, right? So ATLS, the standard course that a lot of us take uh, run by the trauma surgeons would say, well, if they're tachycardic uh, or hypotensive, yeah, give them some fluid and get that heart rate down and get that blood pressure up. Give them two liters of fluid and then start giving them blood. And that's kind of, and that's still in the ATLS text, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. Basically, trauma's moved way beyond that with the thought being that actually why do you want to raise the blood pressure of a trauma patient? Okay, well, the thought would be, well, we want to prevent them from going into cardiovascular collapse, lose their blood pressure, not perfuse their vital organs, and die. The thing is, by raising the blood pressure for a patient who's actively bleeding, uh, they're going to bleed more. Unless you've stopped the bleeding, you raise the blood pressure, you're going to bleed more. Okay, so how might... Okay, especially, let's suppose we give crystalloid. We give them lactated ringers. What's lactated ringers going to do to your circulating blood volume? You'll get more volume, but you won't increase your number of red blood cells bringing oxygen to the tissue where it needs to go. You'll actually dilute the percentage of them reaching tissue, and your body's already shunting away from the skin. They're trying to, it's trying to send. That's why they're pale. This guy was pale, diaphoretic, heart rate of 130, but a normal blood pressure. So your body's shunting away from the skin. That's why you're pale diaphoretic. It would like to send its red blood cells to the, to the squash and to your heart, maybe to your kidneys too. But anyway, if you give normal saline, you dilute the, 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 the circulating number of red blood cells. You dilute all the clotting factors. You dilute the platelets. But you might increase the pressure. Actually, it does work. You do decrease the, increase the pressure. But what happens in, in, in pig models and in human models, and big studies say that you actually have higher mortality if you raise the blood pressure. They're actually more likely to die if you raise their blood pressure. Why would that be? All right, they're gonna bleed more. Simply, it's the plug. Your body's trying to make a plug in some blood vessels, maybe a thousand blood vessels in your liver that's been squished in a blunt trauma, or a couple big blood vessels that were lacerated by a gunshot wound. There's your body's spasm down blood vessels, thrombin's in there, platelets are in there, red blood cells, there's a little mesh work, and now what you're gonna do is raise the pressure and you blow out the clots. That's what happens, it simply blows out the clots. The other thing is dilutional effect on your platelets, less platelets reach the site where they need to be. Um, what's the other effect for it? That, those are two big effects. Dilutional effect, increasing the blood pressure, contributes to hypothermia, which is another bad problem. So, what's, so what do you do? Generally, you don't give crystalloid to trauma patients anymore. You just don't do it. Um, now this all, there's one patient that you'd say, well wait, hypotension's bad, right, for head injuries. So none of this applies for head injuries. So now you gotta say, well wait, do we know if they have a head injury? Blunt trauma? You don't know. So you got a car accident patient who is moaning and has a tender belly, who has a blood pressure of 70. We know any hypotension affects 
long-term outcome for head injury. One episode of hypotension, one episode of hypoxia is shown to decrease outcomes for head injured patients. So people are really reluctant to apply this for head injury. So it doesn't apply to head injury. So it won't apply to any of our blunt trauma patients that we see here at Swedish. Um, unless you can be sure there's no increased intracranial pressure that's not a head injury. And we really don't know that early on. But penetrating trauma, torso trauma, no head injury, it should apply. And so those patients um, in major systems, they say, well, at some point, wouldn't you do something to raise the blood pressure? I mean, what if the pressure is 20? You got to do something, don't you? And you do. But if you have a radial pulse, that corresponds to what number of people, what do people have in their heads? Yeah, people, I've heard 80, I think 90 would be high, and I've heard 90, but probably 80, 90 or so, and that would be more than enough for major trauma surgeons, more than enough. So in Texas and Houston, where Sam's from, where they did the big study for pre-hospital and said for penetrating trauma, torso trauma, if patients got fluid or didn't get fluid, they had worse outcomes. So what they did in Houston, they said, uh, EMS, don't give any fluid to anybody who's got a radial pulse. Keep it simple and stupid. Radio pulse, they're doing fine. Don't give them fluids. And that's a nice surrogate. If you looked at some pressures, uh, if you asked Sue Sloan or I just asked Emmett, uh, somewhere around a systolic of 70 to 80, you know, 70 to 80, that's low for us. We would say 70 to 80, wow, what, we should do something. Now nah, they're, they're probably doing okay, 70 to 80, right? So that's called permissive, we're allowing it. Yeah, we could fix it, we're allowing it. And what would you do? Stop the bleeding, stop the bleeding, stop the bleeding. Somebody's bleeding out from a low leg at a pressure 70, you put a tourniquet on him, can you give him fluid? Heck yeah, you can give him fluid, give him blood, give him everything, you've stopped the bleeding. So, um, anyway, any questions about permissive hypotension? Okay, that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Marty. Okay, guys.